live from the Salvation Army National Headquarters, this is the Fight for Good podcast. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Fight for Good podcast. I'm your host, Lieutenant Colonel Tim Foley. We come to you from National Headquarters in Alexandria, Virginia, on this fine summer day. Hope things are well with you in your world. Here with me today is our War Cry Editorial Director, Mr. M- Jeff McDonald. Greetings, Colonel Foley. Good, good to be with you. Thank you. Also with us, as always, is our wonderful producer, Elizabeth. Hello, Elizabeth. Hello there. So we want to start this episode. Well, this episode is dedicated to our July 2020 uh, issue of The War Cry. This is issue number four that has been produced by our lickety-split, very talented, wonderfully skilled publications team at National Headquarters. It has been produced remotely um, by, by this team. And Mr. McDonald, I am just so proud of your direction and how uh, the production of this magazine has turned out. How do you feel about it? Well, you know, th- it's really a joy to do this work and to be able to, you know, play to people's strengths in our department and have us all collaborate and work together. I always find that, um, you know, there's uh, there's value in getting other people's ideas and sharing opinions and collaboration. And I just think we've continued that at this time of remote working. So I'm very appreciative to um, to you and all of our staff. Uh, a, a long time ago, uh, I think early in my ministry, uh, I remember hearing the the metaphor used. This is kind of particular in the in the mid '80s. Was you know your life is is wet cement, and you know. It's, I remember as a kid when my dad would make the patio or the sidewalk and he'd have everything all he'd mix the cement himself, have the mixer and, you know, the wheelbarrow. And, you know, I, he'd have me out there with the shovel kind of working the gravel in it. And the big thing about, about pouring and making those patios and those sidewalks in the backyard was not the pouring and getting it all looking good, but it was when you got to carve your initials in it. Did you ever do that, Jeff? You remember yes. that? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I think there's a there's a still a patio in Browns Valley uh, of Napa, California that has my my little initials uh you know on it. And every ep every issue of, of the war cry is is just like it's like wet cement for us. It is. It just it just has that feel. You know, and when I say joy, I mean, you know, we know that the word of God stands forever. And in this time of shifting uh, currents in our culture, you know, we can stand on the word of God and we get to proclaim that and, you know, elucidate on it in our publication and show how it's helping people um, move into new directions and how the army is uh, actually embodying the gospel in what it does. So as I said, it is a joy. Well, it's, and it's a joy too, because we, we don't have a lot of voices speaking at us saying, you've got to do this, do this, do this, do this. I mean, we run through, we have our whole editorial uh, 
processes that we go through, the checks, the double checks, triple checks, and looking for theological content, making sure it's right, kind of fairly adequately telling the story of the Salvation Army nationally. So the, the, one of the wonderful things that I enjoy is, is the freedom that we have uh, in our magazine to, to tell the tell the good news, to tell the gospel story, and also to tell what servants of God through the ministry of the Salvation Army are doing across the country. And in the past four months, it has just blown me out of the water. Not only what we're doing in the country, but what the Salvation Army is doing you know, internationally during this uh, horrific uh, COVID crisis. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, when I think about our staff members and all the great work we're doing, well, that extends far beyond our walls to those people who write and illustrate and send photos and contribute and give us their stories. They're all part of this. And we just, you know, really encourage people to look to us to share what they have to say and what they have to report. These are very heavy days with a lot of different things, but I want to, I want to, and we could talk about all kinds of different issues and, you know, there's a myriad of, of rabbit holes to kind of go down in front of us, but I see a rabbit hole in front of us right now. And there's like a neon sign flashing over it and it says fluff, fluff, fluff. <laughs> so <laughs> I want us to just kind of go light a yeah. little bit. You know, we, we've, we've got to laugh and we got to, you know, not take ourselves too seriously at times. But I was thinking a little bit about kind of fluff sort of things in, in this time. And you know how much I appreciate both you and Elizabeth. You guys are like some of the, the coolest people and some of my favorite people on the planet that I get to work with. But I'm just wondering if you could let our listeners know what kind of fluff things have you been kind of dealing with to help you personally kind of like cope with uh, with the trying times that we're in? Like, is there been things that you've been uh, binge watching, binge eating, uh, binge sleeping? I don't, I don't know. Uh, just, just what's out there that's been kind of fun and reviving to you? I have been binge eating acai bowls. <gasps> That's the noodles with the vegetables. No. <laughs> no. This is like, uh, I, I was big on it out west. It's this, some sort of like acai super food mixture. And then you put fruit and like coconut and granola on top of it. And it comes in a bowl. Oh, okay. But when you when you go buy them, they're like uber expensive. So I'm like, I can make that myself. So I bought this acai online in bulk, and it came with like that frozen ice that steams. Uh, the uh, dry ice. <laughs> dry ice. Yeah, that and that's what I've just been plowing down. Oh, wow! And and yeah. does it taste good? Well, I, here's the thing: I made the decision to get the unsweetened acai because I eat enough sugar in my free time. I figured this should not be sugary, um, but I, it's so bitter. <laughs> There's no sugar in it. <laughs> so you're you're adding sweetener to it. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm adding probably more sugar. That's awesome. What about you, Jeff? Well, I've been trying to do some chores. You know, I'm not that handy. So I'll go about trying to put a shelf up or, um, you know, fix some a piece of equipment or a, a landscaping tool. And it'll take me, you know, I thought I'd do it 15 minutes. Well, it takes me five hours after I looked at YouTube and, you know, made all the mistakes and screw the bolts in the wrong way. So I'm, I'm learning in that also early on. My wife 
um, order supplies online. I got a delivery, you know, the essentials, bottled water, toilet paper. And in there was a big box of Oreo cookies. And of course, my eyes, you know, got the size of saucers. And needless to say, that uh, box of, is no longer available. <laughs> oh, Oreo cookies. That's burnt chocolate and sweet Crisco oil. That's 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 yeah. what an Oreo cookie is. <laughs> yeah. And also, my so my children have been coming over. It's interesting, you know, in this time of um, isolation, people like do like to get together. You just have fun getting together while social distancing. But my you know, older children come over and they st- – Make sure they stay very far away from us because it makes you feel very prone to <laughs> illness or something because they're treading lightly around me. I feel, <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm not that fragile. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I uh, sometimes I have a hard time hearing my wife. Just the way her, the way she announces, and then my hearing is probably you know so this social distancing thing is not good sometimes for what what did you say can you repeat your I, you know so going through that whole thing well and one last thing i was saying one of the things that my wife and i have been doing we've we've been kind of interested in this over the years but we've really gotten very intense uh with it uh during covid uh we have a lovely backyard and we have a, a woods that's kind of right behind us we have a lot of nature, a lot of wildlife, and we have a lot of different birds. So we've been learning the different varieties of birds. And and then I bought a, a new feeder and we're just like little kids getting all excited when we watch the birds, you know. Um, but it, it just reminds me again, of course, the scriptures Jesus talked an awful lot about, you know, uh, you know, pay attention to the sparrow, you know, uh, God cares for for the sparrows, if he cares for the sparrows, he cares even more and more for you. So in these days of where the anxiety levels are, are kind of at an all time high, the anger levels, the rage, um, the unrest, uh, the rudeness, um, as well. Um, let's, let's take a, let's take a pause. I think, you know, take a pause Enjoy this life that we have. There are things around us that are reminders of the presence of God and that God is working still in the cycles and God's still working in the stillness of our hearts. So we uh, we hope our listeners and the readers of The War Cry will get a sense that, you know, those of us that are putting this magazine together are doing so with a lot of prayer and uh, a lot of love and a lot of concern. Uh, for people that are receiving this magazine on the other end. Well, let's talk about the July issue of the war cry. Um, Jeff, we, when we line out our themes, uh, we do so almost, almost uh, 18 months in advance before we, uh, we start enacting on it. And we had decided last summer we were working on themes and we decided to kind of go with this idea of citizenship. And so the readers will find that theme kind of flowing through uh, this this article uh, or this issue. Um, what what are what are some of the positive aspects uh, that you feel uh, that come for us uh, from us being citizens of the United States? It's just such an honor to be able to uh, celebrate Independence Day upcoming, July fourth, and to you know, represent that in our magazine. Um, 
we focus on the idea of freedom and we know from the gospel that if we are free in Christ, if Christ makes you free, we are free indeed. And I just value so much the freedom and the we enjoy in our country, but also in current events, it's I see very positive things emerging in that we are always striving to to meet the goals laid out in our foundations of our country, whether it be uh, equality under law, uh, in the inalienable rights of treating everybody as a child of God. Uh, and I'm just very encouraged by what's happening, even though there are difficult times for us. I'm also very encouraged that we have the freedom to improve, to make our world better. And I think we're all part of that. Um, and Commissioner Hodder talks about that in his, uh, in his uh, interview as he becomes, uh, as the Hodders become our new national leaders. And also I think Colonel you wanted to speak about Lieutenant Felton's poem? Yeah, I was just going to say, well, in, in this this issue on the cover, we have a picture of our new national leaders, uh, Commissioners Ken and Jolene Hodder. We have two podcasts uh, uh, devoted to uh, the Hodders in our fight for good. And you'll you want to pay attention to the podcast list. And, and uh, they, they did a great job sharing their hearts with us. And uh, we're excited about the new new start that they're going to bring with their leadership here. Uh, but I know the last couple of issues, I think uh, one of my jobs as an editor in chief is to kind of look out on the horizon and just kind of be mindful of the, you know, the, the, the waves at sea out there so that we don't, we don't, uh, you know, wake up and be accused of being tone deaf or we're not paying attention to the things around us. The Salvation Army is as a whole apolitical and we are uh, uh, an organization that doesn't tolerate racism. We're fighting for good. We're, we're sounding the war cry against poverty, against homelessness, against corruption, uh, against racism and, and things of that nature. And in this country, we have Salvation Army officers uh, working in all kinds of diverse settings and neighborhoods, often unheralded, uh, often unappreciated, and often um, just going about day in and day out doing the job that God has called them to do, to share the gospel of Jesus Christ and to love others without discrimination. Yes, there's a lot of faults and things that we need to improve in our organization, but I think 99% of us are committed to doing the best that we can to get in and try to make our neighborhoods uh, better people, uh, a better situation for the people there. And, and in doing so, we become better people in ourselves. Jeff, I think I frustrated the last two issues. I frustrated our staff a little bit because we got so close to pulling the trigger on uh, sending everything to the, you know, to the publisher and, 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 and getting it out that I kind of said, hold up, uh, hold the presses. And I know I did that with this issue because we, we uh, got a very powerful poem uh, that was given to us by a brand new Lieutenant, Lieutenant uh, Karen uh, Felton. And uh, Karen comes uh, to us from uh, the inner city of Chicago working a corps with her husband uh, and at the time Karen wrote this, she was a cadet. Her husband's already commissioned as a Salvation Army officer, and she'd been serving with her husband in this corps on the west side of Chicago. And she wrote a poem, and it 
was brought to my attention and we, we looked at the poem. I gave the poem to you and uh, you got excited about it. And we got so excited. We did a, we did a podcast, but uh, we've devoted uh, on page 33 um, that kind of leads off uh, this issue of how much, how much is one life worth? And then we have a two page spread of what, what the Salvation Army is being called to do uh, in in this time of the Black Lives Matters and movement and uh, seeking justice and and um, ending racism and and all of that sort of stuff. Jeff, did you want to talk a little bit about that poem and your impressions and uh, some of the thoughts here? Yeah, speaking with uh, Lieutenant Felton, you know, she's right in the throes of a you know a really tough. Uh, area in Chicago where there's a gang uh, infiltration and racial tension between different groups. And, uh, you know, she makes the point that she does not take sides. What she, all she wants to do is bring in Jesus to the situation. And uh, the she was so moved by the events around her during that, uh, the uh, uprising after um, the murder, the murder of George Floyd, that um, she penned that poem late at night, I think it was, just to emphasize the fact that, you know, we have to keep in mind that we all are brothers and sisters. We are one family in, in, in the human race and that we are all, you know, we all deserve respect and, um, and integrity. And I think that's uh, something that, you know, comes through in her poem. You know, it's funny too, because in the interview with uh, the Hodders, uh, Commissioner Jolene Hodder says about serving overseas, people are so different and yet we're the same. One of the things I learned is that love and respect go a long way in ministry. You can make a lot of mistakes, but when people know I love and respect them and want what is best for them, then they come alongside me through thick and thin. So that's kind of a, uh, I think that poem speaks to that as well. And I, you know, I commend all those Salvation Army officers who are out there doing that work. And these are not easy situations that many of our officers find themselves in. Many officers are in harm's way uh, for, for people who are, you know, either they're riding on the coattails of the peaceful um, demonstrators, or there's all kinds of different political and, and uh, other sorts of things going on. So we're, um, uh, you know, we're grateful uh, to Lieutenant Felton. Yeah, there's so much we could say about this. Issue. I, I don't want to go on and on. But again, um, I'm encouraged and we can all you know, join together in faith that our country is, uh, stands on firm foundations. And it is, uh, we're blessed to be in this country, we have a citizenship quiz in this issue that people might be interested in checking out. And also there's a cadet testimony in this one about a man who was a police officer in Russia and who actually came to know Christ through Salvation Army, Salvationists who went there to his uh, area in Russia to do mission work. And they introduced him to Christ. And the more he became aware of the Salvation Army, what it does, the more involved he he became, and he ended up in Atlanta and becoming a Salvation Army officer. It's an incredible story. It's a great story, and we're grateful for the stories that we have received uh, from the, uh, the 
various training colleges as the training colleges have just experienced their ordinations. We'll cover that a little bit coming up in the August issue. Kind of is a little bit historic uh, with all of the commissionings that were kind of being done um, uh, in the safe distance, safe uh, social distancing kind of motifs. But what a great, uh, what a great testimony. Uh, there's another little feature that we're, I, I kind of came up with this idea uh, last year and we let it percolate a little bit and, and we're finding that uh, we're getting a lot of positive feedback, but it's that whole idea of, of the influencers within the Salvation Army. Jeff, what's your, what's your take on this month's uh, column? And uh, overall, what's your, what's your thought about that particular feature? The, the dedication to some of these folks who are working in, in the trenches with the Army in whatever capacity, administratively or in a mission-oriented, is just so uh, it's wonderful to hear their viewpoints. This issue has uh, 10 questions with Leora Conway-Marino, um, she is the uh, director of business for the Army's Adult Rehabilitation Centers and Family Stores in the USA Central Territory, which you know is rather a pivotal position now since uh, current the current uh, situation with finances, you know, has impacted the adult rehabilitation centers quite severely. But uh, she has this quote from this uh, influencer's column. She says the infiltration of politically correct culture and the fear of being bold is what she sees as a challenge for the Army. Our mission states to serve human need in his name without discrimination. If we are to serve as the hands and feet of Jesus, we must never shy away from sharing the why. So, yeah, these, uh, these, this influential question uh, column is really very strong. And just it, it invites um, viewpoints from many different types of individuals. Yeah, and we've had some discussions on, you know, how to expand that a little bit and how to do the features because, you know, oftentimes in the Salvation Army, we we uh, we like to feature, uh, you know, uh, folks that have come uh, out of great addiction and oppression. But sometimes we have other people that have just come to us in all kinds of different ways. So this issue, obviously, you just you just talked about uh, the cadet who was a Russian. A uh, police officer, you know, who came to Christ uh, through the Ministry of Salvation Army, now becoming a, an officer. And anybody that has been around Leora knows she's just a she's a firecracker. She gets things done, and I'm I'm so excited. She's brand new into this job, but she's done a lot of different ministry things with the Salvation Army and before that in public relations. And uh, she's well spoken, has a heart heart after people, and certainly a heart after God. So. We're grateful for uh, the moments uh, that she's given us. Uh, let's talk about uh, our Bible study. We have uh, uh, Lieutenant Colonel uh, Dan Jennings is conducting, I think this is, is this the second or is this the first? It's the first. It's the initial of 12, it's 12 uh, part Bible studies on Psalm 23. Shepherd and King is what his, his title for the entire series. And he's uh, he's been working on something like this for for a while, and um, he's he's a a brilliant um, brilliant man of God, and him and his wife are uh, now settling in uh, to the northern division in the Central Territory, with headquarters in Minneapolis, St. Paul. So he's kind of in the midst of of all of the fire. But if anybody has been around uh, Colonel Dan. They, they know that this is a man of faith and a man of love. 
and uh, a man of great intellect. And I think he he is on to some great things here with Psalm 23. We would encourage our readers, you know, consider that as maybe a material that you can use for your own personal Bible study or, you know, in a group, uh, use the material. Jeff, I still get told often um, there's a couple of uh, core throughout the country where they're using the war cry uh, as their adult Sunday school curriculum. Go mm-hmm. figure. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is a good one because he really dives deep into the the substance of Psalm 23. And again, it's timely and encouraging in that it really um, talks about or explains how God is many things, including provider, protector, shepherd. So it's, uh, it's very well worth uh, people's while to get into that study. Now we're continuing in the center section of our uh, of the war cry. We started this with last July's and it, it's been a success and we're continuing on with our, our millennial section. Uh, we had uh, Casey Nicole uh, talk here on uh, maintaining relationships. And again, Elizabeth, I believe we've done a podcast with Casey. Yeah. That'll be coming out later this July. Yeah. So you want to, you want to pay uh, particular attention to that. And we're grateful to the assistant to the editorial director, Michelle, who is responsible for uh, the material and uh, coordinating uh, these pages. Yeah, that's that's a really good study. You know, I mean, there's an interview with Casey Nicole. She talks about toxic friendships and how important it is to surround yourself with people who, you know, are like-minded to a degree, but also supportive. Now, one of one of our favorite people in the Salvation Army world are two two people um, that we're fortunate uh, that that work out of national headquarters. They live in North Carolina, but there are ambassadors for holiness for the Salvation Army nationally, and that's uh, Bill and Diane Urey. And uh, I've been they they kind of fall under my preview as a program secretary. And one of the things that we've been working with both of them is to submit some articles and, you know, especially during the COVID time. And uh, Bill has written a, 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 a it was, it, it, it's one article and he had so much material and it. it was so uh, rich. Um, you know, I know that you've had to work it down a little bit and edit it. And he's, he, he'd been, he's been sitting with this article for, yeah. there's a lot of going back and <laughs> forth, but he, he, he talks about what it means to be a, a Christian a Christian and a patriot. Uh, what were your thoughts on this? He's one of those writers who, you know, has a lot of depth, you know, there's a lot of richness to what he's thinking about, but uh, yeah, he talks about, you know, uh, the marks of patriotism, love of place, love of the past, that patriot patriotism is principled and that it takes a personal pledge. Things he's uh, talking about things like, um, how important virtue and um, God and liberty are to uh, as foundational principles that explains America's greatness. He says if patriotism is not moral at its core, it can become a perverted kind of love. So he he obviously has a deep love for his country. And I think that comes through, and I think we can all celebrate that. So we're grateful for the ministry that the Uries have been doing across the country. And hopefully they'll be able to get back at it um, uh, as the COVID restrictions kind of start to lift and the travel bans are lifted from us. But um, 
we're appreciative for the work that they're doing behind the scenes. Well, this is a very exciting issue, Jeff. Uh, I'm I'm thrilled with uh, the outcome of it, and thank you and the entire uh, uh, NHQ Publications team uh, for for putting something together that's uh, we all should be proud of. Well, thank you too for you know guiding us through all of this and uh, keeping us aware of what's happening. So we want to encourage you to continue to be an ambassador of God's love in the communities in which we're at. We would also encourage to, you know, be gracious uh, to each other. Uh, There's been a lot of talk about people needing to listen. uh, And then at the same time, when people are listening, there's a push for them to say more. So there's, there's a lot of contradictory sort of things that are going on in our, in our time right now. And now's a time, especially for us as salvationists to show grace to one another to encourage one another, and as officers to be renewed once again in our, coven- in our covenant, why it is we're doing this work in the first place. And Jeff, I mean, I'm here today with you and Elizabeth, and I'm doing this work because of God's call in my heart uh, that, was, is, that came to me in 1979, and it is still solid today. And that call has led me all the way over here to Alexandria, Virginia, to be with you guys and to be responsible to get this magazine out. And this magazine is telling people there is good news. Um, there is good news. There's news that will calm our spirits, give us the peace that passes all, uh, everything that we can experience, and certainly can give us the ability of sharing love with other people. We ask also people you know, to pray for us because we are just bringing what abilities we have to the Lord and doing the best we can, but we look for him to provide the increase and to send this where um, it's needed. And that includes the prisons and uh, that we mail to. So we encourage you to read the war cry. Um, the war cry is now available uh, to you free of charge online at www.thewarcry.org. We, uh, we want to thank you for reading The War Cry. And that's going to end this episode of the Fight for Good podcast. Be sure to subscribe to Fight for Good wherever you listen to podcasts. And if I'm correct, producer Elizabeth, this is episode number 41. That is correct. We have made a lot of these podcasts. <laughs> and we encourage you to subscribe. Give us a few likes, you know, on uh, in the iTunes store there. What is it going to hurt you if you just click five stars or maybe four stars, whatever, <laughs> just give us a review, show us, you know, uh, that, that, you know, we're onto something here. Uh, there's, there's a bevy of podcasts. There's millions of podcasts out there. Uh, this one is telling the story of the war cry magazine in the United States. And we're telling the story of Jesus Christ and the hope that comes from, from, uh, from following him, but also don't forget to follow the war cry in peer magazine which is our teen magazine uh, on Facebook, Instagram, IG, as the kids say, Twitter and Pinterest. And soon, Elizabeth, we're going to get those peer folks to start doing stuff on TikTok. That, that, that software program that Jeff and I, it's illegal <laughs> for us to use. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Even if I submit, they still send it back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks again for listening. And until next time, this has been the fight for good podcast. Bye for now. 
subscribe to Fight for Good wherever you listen to podcasts. When life demands 24-7 attention, you may find it impossible to rest. We live in a fast-paced world. It doesn't slow down, so why should you? With an engaging narrative, Rest for the Rest of Us provides a refreshing and informative take about Sabbath rest. It speaks to anyone looking to renew their sense of joy and find options for coping with life's pressures. Learn more at crestbooks.com.